You're listening to Proven Perspectives, a podcast with John Hawkins, the founder of Leadership Edge Incorporated. I'm Laura, John's daughter, and in each episode, we will explore a topic related to life, leadership, or mentoring. Through nearly 50 years of faith in Christ, John has learned proven life and leadership perspectives that will equip listeners for a lifestyle of leadership in their marriages, families, careers, communities, and churches. Welcome, Proven Perspectives listeners. It's a pleasure to have you back to the podcast for the second episode in a row. This is Todd Melby, the president of Leadership Edge, serving as your host. Today, we are recording our second of two podcasts with me hosting in a little different format. John and Laura are continuing to enjoy their well-deserved break from recording, but they'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. But today, we have an opportunity to hear from a relatively new friend to Leadership Edge, this young man's name is Sidney David Wallace-Simbi, and he lives in Kampala, Uganda. You are all in for a treat meeting Sidney because he's one of the godliest men I have met, and I'm sure he'll be a blessing to you. I always leave our conversations encouraged and strengthened for what lies ahead. I hope that you will too. So Sydney is the mentorship and academic coach coordinator at Watoto Christian Hall there in Kampala. So Watoto Christian Hall is a private Christian center dedicated to cultivating the Christian intellectual tradition. It offers mentorship and coaching to students while providing access to affordable tuition from partners such as Southeastern University in Florida. Sydney and I met in February 2020, uh, as a, right before the pandemic, as our two organizations were beginning to collaborate to provide one-on-one mentoring to students at Watoto Christian Hall. And our partnership and friendship have grown ever since. So, Sydney, thank you for joining me today on the Proven Perspectives podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, Todd, it's so good to be here. Wonderful to have you. And so, and Sydney, so I wanted to start off just having you introduce yourself, share some of your background, your story, just to give a little bit of perspective of who you are and appreciation for uh, your uh, life there in, in Kampala to the people that are listening. So, would you take a couple minutes and do that? Okay. Well, once again, Todd, it's uh, such an awesome privilege and an honor uh, to be a guest today with you. And uh, my name, once again, is Sydney David Walusimbi. I'll say that again, Walusimbi. That is my last name. So um, I hope whoever is listening is able to pronounce it um, <laughs> the way it is meant to be pronounced. Um, I'm in Uganda, Kampala. Kampala is the capital city of Uganda, uh, all the way in Africa, East African, you know, region. Um, um, yeah, I serve, like Todd mentioned, I serve with Watoro Church under a department called Watoro Christian Hall as a mentor and academic coach coordinator. I oversee all mentorship and coaching activities for our students who um, join us to, you know, um, Get um, get to acquire high standard um, um, degrees from Southeastern University. Okay, so that's a great partnership as well. And uh, I'm glad to also mention that you know, uh, with Leadership Age, through this partnership, we're able to extend mentorship. Okay, godly or biblically best mentorship to our students, where they get to learn to live out. Um, um, in all of their life for God in whatever they do to live 
all out for God and to bring all the glory back to Him. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit um, about that. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good. And so tell us more about growing up there in Kampala. Where where specifically did you grow up and um, and what did, what did your path uh, through childhood look like? Yeah. Well, I grew up in a Christian family, I should say, but um, uh, this is a not born-again Christian, sort of. It is um, an Anglican, Protestant kind of, you know, Christian believers. But over time, I witnessed, uh, and most, most of my childhood, actually, I grew up on the maternal side because I lost my dad when I was still um, um, very little. So my, my maternal side really is a place where I grew up from. So I got to witness um, uh, sisters and brothers to my mom who were from an Anglican or Protestant, you know, a s sort of setting, get to understand um, what it means to be in a relationship with Christ. So as a young man growing up, of course, in a Christian family, they believe in God, they understand who God is. Um, I didn't know who Christ was to have a personal relationship with God. So when I was in high school, um, I joined a dance group at this uh, biblically best church, you know, a born again um, uh, church. I joined a dance group and we used to um, minister to people in the audience in, through dance. Um, we used to um, 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 move around the, the, the community just dancing and sharing the gospel. So dancing, I should say, sort of... Uh, also took me on that side of you know understanding God a little bit more, but there's also this one scenario Todd I want to share. Um, I remember um, um, I had this friend um, in a community. She was um, um, she was a nurse, and uh, as a young man, you know you love sweets, right? So there was <laughs> this uh, sort of medicinal. I think they are called strips, as if I have that name right. I don't know if you're familiar with that kind of uh, sweets, but just know any medicinal sort of uh, tablet that is very sweet. So I was fond okay. of these sweets, right? And um, she told me, no, if you want any sweet from me, you should give your life to Christ. And for some reason, I was ready at that time to give my life to Christ. Very young, <laughs> naive about who exactly what it meant to actually give my life to Christ. But because I wanted the sweet, I decided to <laughs> confess and, and give my life to Christ. So I received that sweet. Okay. And how so old the, were you at that time? I think I was about seven years old, seven okay. years old. So, but that was before I, you know, high school. So, but yeah, I, over time I started getting to know who Christ is and what that, what it meant to be born again, um, what it meant to move um, in a life or have a life that is Christ-centered. So, yeah, and, and high school, I joined um, Watoto Church. Watoto Church, uh, I, I believe it's uh, maybe our listeners have heard about Watoto Church, but Watoto Church is uh, a ministry that also takes care of, uh, you know, vulnerable children and widows. Uh, that, is the, that is what God has called Watoto Church to be. And they call it Watoto. It's, Watoto is a Kiswahili word, right, from Kenya. And it means uh, children, 
right? And mm. Watoto Church is a church of the youths. It's a church of young, you know, young people. It does not mean that we don't have old people in the church, <laughs> but it's an understanding of children are the next generation leaders, right? And okay. the old are there to definitely lead and guide the young people. So in high school, um, 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 around 2000 and maybe 10, I joined Watoto Church. I got to know about Watoto Church because my mom at that time um, was, uh, she had a calling um, uh, from God placed on her heart to go and serve with Watoto Church. I mentioned earlier, Watoto Church takes care of also, it's called Watoto Child Care Ministries. So it's that other arm that takes care of vulnerable children and widows and orphans and just to give them a hope a new future um, and with education and and my mom had a calling to go and serve with Watoro Church Child Care Ministries as a mom um, a mom a guide a guardian who's going to um, take take care of these of these children who have no mothers right mm-hmm. who, ha- who have no family so she went into Watoto to serve and because she went into Watoto, uh, she had an opportunity to take alongside her, her children, her biological children. And mm-hmm. um, with my mom, we're only two, myself, I'm the oldest and my little sister, her name is Cynthia. And at that time she was about 13 years old. So we joined Watoto. I was still in high school. Cynthia was in primary section, um, 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 and 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 then we. That's how I continued to continuously learn more about God, and I I, I got to be a part of this community where um, they are constantly talking about Jesus. Right? For some mm-hmm. reason, anybody could say, you know what? I'm tired of hearing about God. And if you're that person, well. The the door was open, you know. It was not a prison, but at the same time, Todd, it is a place where you understand. I'm surrounded by fellow believers, people who are going to continuously strengthen me. And as a young man, there are so many uh, adverses that you know might come your way, trials and challenges that probably might sweep you off your feet to probably go and start, you know, being of the mm-hmm. world. But because I was surrounded by Christian believers, fellow uh, uh, Christians who went to church, who read the Bible, um, um, I was able to continuously stand firm, right, in the Lord. I remember actually at that time, around now 2013, two years later, still in high school, I got to, you know, um, I, I, I got an opportunity to go through a purity event right a purity class where i got to just confess to the lord and give my my body my mind my soul to continuously keep them pure off off of the world and just Mm -hmm. give them to god and just surrender my whole self to him it was an amazing um, opportunity Uh, yeah yeah that is a little bit about what total and uh, how i end up growing up continuously believing in Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tremendous, Eddie. Thank you for sharing all that. I guess just a little bit of context. So how big is Watoto Church? About how many people attend? Over 1,000 participants and members, you know, go to Watoto Church every week, every Sunday, over 1,000. And Todd, 
yeah I'm, I'm sorry maybe i didn't share this but what total church grew and in numbers and we have different campuses around the city mm-hmm. um and and they're about a total of of of, of uh, we have a, a vision to grow over 32 campuses currently they're about six seven campuses okay. uh, around the city and all these over 1200 people go to church every sunday over 1200 and mm-hmm. it's an amazing you know opportunity to see that and witness that okay and so it's 1200 across the six or seven campuses that already exist yes over every yeah. campus gets to witness over 1200 members going to church every sunday okay well that's great and then um but with obviously ambitions to continue to grow and reach more and more people around kampala that's exciting to hear and it sounds like with toto church has a number of different ministries you talked about the childcare one that your mother dove into with you and and your sister and um and then you also mentioned with toto christian hall where you work currently can you share a little bit more detail about that uh, arm of watoto yeah, so under Chris, Watoto Christian Hall is under the Ministry of the Church programs, right? Mm-hmm. And in uh, 2018, there was uh, a collaboration between One Hope International. Uh, One Hope is uh, an organization that definitely um, um, thinks through every child acquiring every every young child acquiring or getting to know who Jesus is through sharing the word of God and extending the Bible to every child. Now that is through different programs that they do. Now through this partnership in 2018, Watoro Christian Hall was bathed and Watoro Christian Hall was to uh, was to extend high quality education to the at that time to the local members to the local church members they, they will be benefiting from that opportunity where they get high quality education from southeastern university and any other highly christian accredited university um, um, degrees like you know to, as long as the individuals you know willing and they they are yearning to further their education um, in any of the degrees or master on a master level or an undergraduate level what Christian was 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 bath because of that and when we launched in 2018 at that time Todd I was still um, serving under a department called leadership and discipleship um, and this department was um, is in charge of all what total churches um, um, programs discipleship programs and uh, that is the program through which um, yeah, Christian Hall was being guided so when the opportunity was um, was availed, I joined Christian Hall as an administrator, and um, at that time, 2018 to 2019, uh, we sort of continue to grow as a department and we, we started a mentorship program with Christian Hall and I took on that role as a mentorship and academic coach coordinator and that is since then we've been able to uh, graduate and commission um, uh, to have at least at least three graduations of students over 40 students have graduated from Christian Hall uh, on a master level um, 
So it's an amazing opportunity to serve in that space, Todd, um, getting to mm-hmm. see these students be mentored and not only to receive an academic transcript, but also to receive um, all around holistic way of living right holistic way mm-hmm. of living because mentorship is all around it's 360 um, helping a person understand how am i going to serve god with both my as i pursue both my personal and professional life goals mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, that's so good and that was uh, in 2019 is when we were introduced to one hope uh, through <laughs> the short answer is God's sovereignty, making it possible for us to connect with one hope. And, and then we're invited into the conversation about how men, how leadership edge mentoring can be a part of serving the students at Watoto Christian hall. And as I mentioned earlier, you and I got to meet in February, 2020 and, um, through a pandemic have been working to develop a partnership that would uh, train up men and women to be mentors for the students that are going through Toto Christian Hall. And so just so our listeners know, we, we, tra- Sydney, you were the first person that we ever trained mm-hmm. to be uh, a mentor trainer who was not somebody on, on our staff. And so now you're training people to be mentors for the students there at Watoto Christian Hall, which is a really exciting opportunity for, for us. And I hope, I hope it is for you as well. Mm. Yeah, it's an amazing opportunity, Todd. And at that time, I remember, actually, if I may share this, um, I knew for a fact that through the partnership with Leadership Page, I myself, Sydney David, was not going to be the one to actually lead that particular, um, 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 you know, uh, section. I knew it was going to be somebody else. I I was like Jonah running away from the calling. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, that's so good. And so let me let me ask you this. How is it that mentoring has become important to you? Was there a certain point in your life growing up, either uh, you know, as a little kid or starting to get involved uh, in Watoto when you were in high school? And, or was it something that came about uh, as a result of, of losing your father early in life? When, when did mentoring become something that was important? Yeah, I think mentoring has been... Um, one part of my life that has sort of it has been let me say it has been a part of me since childhood even me losing you know um, a dad a father figure in my life that did not sort of um, compare i thank the lord that you know by his grace i did not turn out to be a different person i did not Mm -hmm. lose sight of him why um I looked at different people in my community, elder people, uh, my brothers, my cousin brothers who are older, my mother's um, 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 siblings who are older, and I I was like, hey, I want to be like them. I want to be like this person, you know. Mm -hmm. So a loss in my life, I thank God that it didn't turn out to be a negative, of negative influence. So I used to look at different people and admire their way of life right being surrounded in a christian community gave me a sense of oh i want to be like this person i remember actually todd um i love basketball and in high school i used to play uh, for the basketball i used to play on a basketball team and i remember my coach he was a man of faith his name is uh, pastor simpson thomas he was a man of faith and every day 
we used to study the word every Monday before practice, before any game, we used to spend time in the word of God. And I used to look up to such people. I want to be like him. I want to have that sort of life also be um, exhibited in my own life. In terms of marriage, I love family. I knew one day I was going to be, uh, um, I was going to have my fam- a family of my own. And I knew, I used to look at this married, this married couple, as long as there was something good in them, I would want to get something, I would want to learn something from them. So I did have sort of a, a one-on-one sort of mentoring, but I used to admire other people's ways of life, how they live their life, how they are um, 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 facing the challenges. And, and I was able to use that to live the kind of life that God also wanted me to. And I know he was leading me through that you know, sort of direction. So, yeah, reading books, that was also my mentoring sort of sessions, listening yeah. to a, a podcast, listening to a sermon, listening to all these words and and, 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 and wisdom and knowledge. I was able to apply it as I grew up into the kind of man that I am today. That's great. That's so great. It sounds like, it sounds like you early on you were immersed into Christian culture there in Uganda through your mother and and other people in your life, but then you've continued to dive into it as well on your own, seeing the importance of it and the value of it to, to you and the people around you. What, what would, um, what do you think that American Christians might want to know about the, the, I guess the different cultural contexts that Ugandan Christians, uh, know and participate in or, or what, what might be something that, um, is interesting for them to, to learn. Yeah. I, I can think of something interesting, Todd, and, but, but before probably I share that, I believe Christianity cuts across being in a relationship with God, um, is for everyone and does not, um, exclude this culture or does not exclude this kind of person or man or gender you know gender or sex um mm. being in a relationship with god is very personal having that intimate relationship with him it's very personal and like the bible tells us he does not say oh um he's, he, he won't deny you if he knows that you accepted him as his personal as your personal lord and savior you know, but I, I understand there are certain things that uh, sort of how we probably in Uganda would look at and say, oh, this is how I would handle this as a Christian and how other Christians might handle this particular scenario. I know mm-hmm. when 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 Christians get sick, many Christians around here in Uganda, when they get sick, they... Um, they relate their sickness or their health to, you know, to other spiritual beings. They relate their sickness or health to being possessed by the demon or somebody is practicing witchcraft and they're, you know, being attacked in that regard. Well, mm-hmm. maybe back home in, um, in, in America, and I've heard about this before, there's something missing. They need to understand okay what is causing the sickness and it is probably maybe because of poor feeding or it is because of poor living you know practicing good hygiene or sanitation you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and 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 
I also know that many Christians, when they fail, because they are probably striving to get a better life, when they fail in life and they don't have the money, yeah, again, they are relating it to witchcraft. Somebody is attacking me spiritually, you know. So they confront such a scenario, situation with, you know, praying and, 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 and chasing out demons of failure in my life, you know, in their life, and not actually working, doing the work towards achieving a better life by going to work and putting in the effort, you know, um, working hard like like they're supposed to you know while other you know maybe in the in the in the western culture you need to work hard if you want a better life you need to put in the effort you need if it means waking up early at 6 a.m to go to work you need to do that and not sleep a little sleep a, li- a little a little slumber you know you know mm-hmm. that saying you yes know? yeah yeah so that is what i would really yeah, that is my thought on that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. It, it, it sounds like there's very much a, a spiritual uh, aspect or recognition of, of spiritual uh, work being done in, in their lives. Where I can I can testify to the fact that in, in the U.S., uh, it's it's almost an absence of spiritual explanation as to certain things going on in life, and and everything should be able to able to be easily understood and explained away through rational uh, analysis of what's going on. And, and uh, I, it mm-hmm. seems that uh, God probably wants us somewhere in between trusting in him, but also, like you said, working hard and, and doing yeah. the, the job that God's called us to do. So yeah. that's good. Thanks for sharing, so, us, sharing yeah. that with us. Uh, let me share this as well. So recently I was sick of malaria. And guess what? I was I, I got sick of malaria twice in a row and mm-hmm. i had a colleague actually just a friend when i told them hey i've been sick of malaria but it has been twice in a row and they were quick to be like hey you need to chase the demons you need to fight hard because you know the the demons are <laughs> uh, attacking you so that again you know they are we are sometimes christians around here we are quick to be of to over spiritualize the situation than maybe thinking through okay maybe i got malaria twice because i did not take my meds well you know Mm. maybe in the right time or maybe i did not prevent you know practice the preventive measures and all those things so yeah Yeah. i just remembered that (laughs) well glad that you have recovered from malaria though because that's uh what a, what a terrible thing to have, but thank God for the medicine to, to help you get through it. And thank you, thank God for his spirit being at work and healing your body. So that's Amen. wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Sydney, I want to go back to Watoto Christian Hall and, and the work that Leadership Edge is, is doing with the hall there. What makes it a good fit for Watoto Christian Hall students? Speaking of Leadership Edge mentoring, what have you observed about Leadership Edge mentoring to be a benefit to them? Right. Um, one thing I can, um, you know, think of, Todd, is with leadership age, we get to learn that mentoring is very intimate. It's a, it's life on life, right? It's life on mm-hmm. life, and life on life means not only some aspects of life. For example, maybe the physical, um, you know, well-being of a person, or, but it is 
it is all around it is holistic it is spiritual it is we are talking about social uh, a social life we are talking about the physical vitality we are talking about um, the intellectual um, uh, kind of life it is all around you know so the partnership through you know and what leadership edge brings to what total christian all through mentoring is that life on life aspect and i remember since the launch in 2008 and 18 we didn't have that kind of mentoring relationship with our students you know it was more of uh, accountability a to do checklist you know than encouragement you know so mm, mm-hmm. i i appreciate that aspect to what leadership age contributes to our mentorship program with Waterloo Christian Hall oh that's great um are there any other aspects of leadership edge mentoring uh, that are i guess key distinctives from what was present before you talked about it feeling more like a checklist and and less relational are there are there any other items that that come to mind yeah very important and and i don't I, i'm not saying that in the past in, when we launched from the very beginning we didn't sort of have a godly centered kind of mentorship program no that's not what i'm saying but there's a certain bit of emphasis on everything that you do has to be christ centered you know mm-hmm. it has to be christ centered leadership age is biblically best um um resourcing every aspect of living from the bible and the bible is a wonderful tool a guide to our everyday life so i love the fact that is we are biblically best as leadership age and what our Christian all today it was the aspect was there we were we a christian entity we believe in god but we were more we had put um we had sort of put a differentiation between christ centered mentoring and other secular kind of mentoring you know that was there, there was a sort of a slight you know cut through between the two and we were like okay there's christian mentoring here but also what we need today is this how am i going to just go and you know get this work done at the end of the day you know does that make sense it does it does make sense yeah thanks for for sharing that um so as you as you think forward for your role there at Watoto Christian Hall and and this the way that you're serving the the mentors and mentees what what vision do you have for the future of the mentoring program there right well my hope is that first of all as a culture here in Uganda we will embrace the the idea of mentoring and walking alongside another person another individual to help them you know succeed to help them you know succeed as they pursue both their personal and professional life goals my hope and prayer is that that kind of relationship a one-on-one biblically best kind of relationship god-centered relationship with people will adopt with will be committed to it you know there's a motto 
uh, at leadership page we have a motto that goes what god calls you to become matters to me how may i help that mm-hmm. statement is not an easy statement <laughs> <laughs> it is not an easy statement you have to be ready to actually um, um and commit to the answer that you're going to receive when you ask that question you have to be ready as a mentor and what that means is that god has to develop and grow you in different aspects of life and you know help you go through certain experiences over time which you're going to also pass on to the next person and this is the mentee at the end mm-hmm. of the day whatever they learn will be as a result of god's work in you okay into their life and as god also grows them in that direction they will also be mentors to somebody else that is a whole 360 kind of relationship mm-hmm. that is my vision for our mentorship program for our mentors and mentees you know and all around and all around Todd. yeah i love that sydney i do it's it's wonderful to hear and and i guess as we're closing up it is it's making me realize that um If mentoring is report, important regardless of where you are regardless of your age I mean you've you've been impacted by it since you were a kid and uh, and and continue to be impacted by it today and 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 then you're continuing to multiply it yes. into the lives of other people that are at Watoto and and uh, and by you know the power of the Holy Spirit you'll see that replicated over and over and over again and 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 by God's grace going out and impacting you not just Kampala but yes. you know certainly places far beyond there as as people are sent out from Watoto Christian Hall to to do what God has called them to do right uh, that's so right. that's that's so great to hear and I'm I'm encouraged by that but well Sydney I wanted to thank you for your time uh, I also I thank you for your commitment to the local church uh, you are are sold out for The, the local church and and seeing it move forward just as you mentioned with Toto wanting to to multiply from six or seven campuses to 32 in the area and, and maybe beyond there it's it's such an encouraging thing to to learn about with Toto itself but then um, but that you're going to continue on equipping people to be great mentors at Watoto Christian Hall so thank you for the work you're doing there thank you Todd thank you yeah. thank the Lord So, listeners, we hope that this change in a regular format has been a pleasant surprise and offered a little different perspective on Leadership Edge. If you have any feedback on the format, please reach out and share. We want to hear from you and continue improving and serving you well. If you'd like to learn more about Watoto Christian Hall or One Hope, you can find that information in the show notes, uh, as well as a video on our collaboration. And then, uh, specifically, LEI alumni... If you would like to pay your experience forward, please sign up for mentor training, which will begin August 9th. You can find that information at www.lead-edge.com. And if anyone is interested in discussing how Leadership Edge can be of service to your church or other Christian organization, please email us at lei-lead-edge.com. Thank you so much for listening. Listeners, if you would like to find out more about John's thoughts on life, leadership, and mentoring, please go to the Leadership Edge website at www.lead-edge.com. 
Or if you have questions or ideas of topics for future podcasts, please reach out to us at lai at lead-edge.com. We look forward to hearing from you. 